welcome back to another episode of your favourite podcast, Back of the Net. These days are just going so fast. Uh, I actually thought today was Tuesday, um, and then my brother just kindly reminded me and said, Matt, no, today's Wednesday. So, sorry about not getting to you guys yesterday. Um, hopefully I redeem myself with a quality and informative podcast. There were some decent games this weekend gone. Uh, we had one postponement, I think that was Burnley-Fulham. Um, but yeah, it seems like a long time ago since the first game happened in the game week. Uh, West Ham were away at Everton. West Ham won 1-0. Everton, I don't know with them. Uh, I said at the beginning of the season, they they are hot and cold. And I feel like when they miss certain players, they don't really do much in a game. Uh, Calvert-Lewin really didn't get the service that he wanted. I think he really misses Lucas Digne. When he's there, he just whips the ball in early, quality deliveries and... We know Calvert-Lewin thrives in them. So he, he's been a bit off recently. But I'm sure sooner or later he'll get on a run. But yeah, poor performance. Not just from him, from the whole team, to be fair. West Ham will be buzzing. Clean sheet. Good away win again. Their away record is probably one of the best in the league this season as well. Um, Suchek scored. And for those of you that listened to the last podcast, I did mention him. So I'm not going to give myself a pat on the back. I don't want to gloat like that. But um, no, Suchek... Um, scored a decent goal. Kufal was all right at the back. I think like he's been a good signing for West Ham. And West Ham made some very astute signings. And you can see, once Antonio gets back to fitness, full fitness anyway, and does what he does up top, West Ham are going to be looking good for, what, top eight, I would say. Actually, no, I said Leeds top eight. I'm going to say top 12 for West Ham because West Ham and that type of club to go on and lose and run real quick. And then before you know it, we're doubting them again. But yeah, good win for them. Moyes will be happy winning at his former club, one of his former clubs. And yeah, let's see what they do next week. Or let's see what they do in the transfer window, because I'm hearing rumours about Naltovic. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. The last game of that day was Man United-Villa. United won 2-1. Villa put in a great performance. You know, it's mad. When I look at the Villa I saw last season to this one, they just look like a transformed team. It's just like, defensively, they make a couple of errors here and there. But the sign of Martinez has definitely helped them. Grealish has gone up a level. And everyone talks about Grealish and Watkins. But my favourite player on that team is McGinn. Like, I saw him when he was in Scotland. And I thought, oh, he's all right. You know, good player. But so energetic, good passing, good shooting. Like, he's a quality, quality player. And I could see him, honestly, playing for a couple of clubs in the top six, top eight. Like, phenomenal player. People are going to be thinking, what the hell are you talking about? But, listen, if you know football, you watch closely, you see what this guy does. A very effective player. With Douglas Luiz in there as well. They're a decent, decent team. And I don't think they're going away in terms of the European positions. Look, we're... How many months left? I would say about five months left of the season, five, six months. And they're still up there. You know what I mean? And Dean Smith's doing a great job. And if he, if he gets them into Europe, he definitely deserves manager of the season. That's my, or manager of the year, in my opinion, anyway. Um, United did what they've been doing recently, got the victory, Bruno involved again, and uh, let's not underestimate the importance of the block by Bailly at the end, because that was the difference between Liverpool, between Liverpool, between United, going to go clear in the league now with that game in hand, and them not being able to uh, be first, you know what I mean, in a couple of weeks' time. So it was a massive thing. You saw the celebrations at the end. Some people saw it as over the top. I understand it. 
you know, last ditch tackle. And Man United have got that feeling about them, you know. It's I don't know if everyone remembers, Fergie always used to say, around January, February time, have yourself about within five points of the league leaders and just do what you're going to do. Go for it. And listen, United could be, what, top come Anfield? So, yeah, now nah, it's looking good for them. If they can keep Bruno fit, it can easily, easily happen because the rest of the teams are not really doing their best at the moment. We see that with Liverpool. I'm going to get that, into that soon. Um, so, yeah, they'll be pleased. But let's see come March, really, where everyone is, and then we can really have a clear understanding. Saturday, there were four games. Uh, Tottenham leads, comfortable win for Tottenham. Uh, Leeds had a chance at the beginning with Bamford. He missed it. And that's the issue with him. He misses chances where it could have a real impact in the game. Not to say they would win, but if Leeds had taken the lead, Spurs would have had to come out, you know, a bit different. And then Leeds could have tried to pick them off. But that didn't happen. Spurs got into the rhythm, got the penalty as well. And that was it. The game was done. These type of games, I think, for Bielsa, though, it's always a learning curve. And you can see... He brings some players like Paveda and whatnot. And he's just working on the mentality of these players. And I think if they survive this year, next season, they're going to be an even bigger problem because they'll have a year under their belt and they're causing problems now and this is their first season. So I say watch out for them. Watch out for them next season, most definitely. Spurs, you know, with what happened in the league and with the other teams, they're still in a title race. You know, there's what, five teams in this title race? Chelsea might have fallen off a bit. But... You know, Tottenham are firmly in there. And now, like I said with United, if they keep their key players fit, it is possible. You know what I mean? They've still got the Carabao Cup. They're in the final now. So who knows? They could pick up that trophy, go on a win and run, keep that momentum and go on and win the league. But as I said, interesting title race. We'll see what happens. Palace uh, won 2-0 at home to Sheffield United. Man, uh, Sheffield United are awful. Awful, 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 awful. I did that too many times. I wanted to do it to replicate how many points they have in the league. So that would be awful, awful too. Um, yeah, no, they've been terrible this season. Like Chris Wilder, every interview he does, you can see he's getting more and more vexed. Like, what more can you do though with that team, with them players? You know what I mean? Ramsdale, yeah, as I said already, I'm not going to go into detail with him. The midfield, non-existent. Up top, nothing much. You know, and he will be very disappointed. I read in the newspaper about Lise Mousset, um involving an incident with his Lamborghini out somewhere far. And he must be thinking, mate, we're at the bottom of the league and I'm hearing all this. You know what I mean? And really, who's going to want to go to Sheffield United? You know, they need to look in the lower leagues, maybe get someone who might come in, do something for them, something miraculous. And, you know, I'm even going to say might survive. They're not surviving. Not on two points at this time of the season. So, yeah, they better just start preparing already you know, um, for life in the championship. Palace will be happy with that victory. Um, I think they play Arsenal next. So, uh, yeah, decent win. Zaha had one of them games, one of them games where you see a couple of step-overs and nothing else, nothing much else. Um, Schlupp got injured, which they'll be concerned about. Has You know, he's not a massive name, but he has an impact on that team. We see that on the wings, like how well he does, gets a ball in, Benteke, you know, and IE being the dangers. Um, yeah, and Palace are that type of team. You really don't know where they're going to finish in the league. You see them at some stages, top 10. Then they come out of it. I feel like we're looking at about 13th to 14th for Palace. And there'll be too many games they're going to lose. You know what I mean? And I don't think they'll be able to keep all their players fit. And 
their defense are aging a bit. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. We had we had a classic at the Amex. Man, I'm very critical of Brighton, but what a game! I think Wolves went three one up after Brighton took the lead, and you thought oh, Wolves would see this one out, and it just swung around. Like I was like, wow, well done, Brighton. No Lampsy, and that's what they're doing. You know, um, they created a good couple of chances. Graham Potter must have been oh so relieved, ultra relieved, because. He messed up with the whole Arsenal thing by not starting a striker. He he knew what he did. You know, he knows he messed up. And he was really thinking, damn, I need to sort this out. And got a draw against Wolves. That's bought him a lot of time. So um, he's going to hope to get Lampsy back ASAP. Uh, I think, was it Lalana or someone went off injured? No, Connolly. Connolly went off injured. So he's going to be hoping to get him back soon as well because he causes problems running behind the defence. Not the most clinical, but, you know, keen runner. Gets, gets the defence stretched. Um, but yeah, Wolves ultra disappointed in that one. Like, Nuno must be thinking, what the hell? Like, what more do we have to do? You know, they obviously lost to United in the last minute in a game before. And I think the issue with Wolves is their defence are not as solid as they were last season. Last season, you'd see them in a game 3-1 up and you knew the game was done. But now, I don't know, just something's missing there. Maybe it's just not the same intensity I think they missed Bolly. I think it was Sice and... Oh, I can't remember who was at the back with Cody. Oh, I can't even remember. But yeah, it wasn't Bolly. But they really need to sort that out as soon as... And Jimenez is a massive miss for them. You know, Fabio Silva's trying his best up there, but he's just not cutting it. Like 18, you don't really expect too much from him. He's going to be a great player in the future. I have no doubts about that. But right now, they need more than that. And if the rumours are correct... They're looking at Diego Costa. Why not? He would make a massive difference to them. I can just imagine, like, Chore bombing up one wing, Neto the other wing, and Diego Costa is just there grappling with the with the defenders of the other team. But yeah, I think that would be a good, astute signing for them. A little one-year deal, and who knows what will happen. But um, they'll brush themselves down and hopefully look for three points in the next game. Final game of that game week. I won't forget this one because my head-to-head -head opponent, you know who you are, uh, managed to beat me. Uh, Thanks to Kieran Tierney, who I'm a massive fan of. Massive fan of. I love Tierney. Like, I was watching um, the pre-game thing, a pre-game uh, talk, and there was a little clip of Tierney just there. Shorts and shirt, no gloves, no nothing. All the rest of them have got snoods on. And you can see them a bit cold. He's like, nah, I'm from Scotland. We do that there. You know what I mean? And it's just so good to see it. You know, Arsenal needed that type of... Um, player for a long time and as they say he is future captain material not right now it's a bit too early to say that I'm not just gonna we're not just gonna say that after one goal and a good performance but you know he's picking up he's picking up his game he had a couple of off games here and there and he's brushing up a bit defensively but we know I knew Kieran Tierney as going forward when I was watching Celtic you know whipping in balls long range shots I don't think he took free kicks but he was very effective at Celtic and Arsenal fans are going to be pleased with what they're seeing now. And they're probably thinking, you know what? We're seeing a bit of that now. We, You know, we're getting the uh, fee repaid now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, great signing for Arsenal he's been. Um, and Arsenal, yeah, it's was, it was a comfortable game for them. West Brom had a chance or two here and there. But, you know, the young ballers of Arsenal, Saka, Emil Smith, did their bit. Like, they were phenomenal. Saka, running out of words to, to say on this guy now. Like, a phenomenal player. And it's crazy. I was having a discussion 
with someone at work and was talking about how much we think you may be worth now. I was saying age-wise and you look at the potential and obviously English premium because he's played for England now. I'm saying minimum 60 mil. You know, some of you might listen to this guy, Matt is buzzing. But I say minimum 60 mil. And you can't you can't get that anywhere. Like he's oh, he's so good. He's so good. Emil Smith coming to his own as well. It's nice to see him get some game time. Uh Lacazette scored two goals. You know what I mean? At one stage this guy lost his hair. I don't know where that went as well. I remember seeing fresh trim lacquer. Like his trims were ultra HD. Nah, I don't, I don't know why I won for the hair. I don't know what happened there. But, you know, forget the hair. He's putting performances in. That's all Arsenal fans will care about. And they'll be getting Thomas Partey back soon as well. And in big news, which I just saw this morning, Meza Ozil is leaving. Got to go to Fenerbahce. Never thought I'd see the day. This guy is leaving Arsenal Football Club. Obviously, it's not all official. Barcelona fans will be thinking, oh my God, finally he has gone. He's out of here. Because then 350k a week wages were killing it. You know, now they can go and spend this money or spend that money elsewhere and maybe on some, you know, younger and hungrier players. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Arsenal in the January transfer window. But, you know, they've won their last three games and things are looking better. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they were far off a lot of the teams. Now, what, three points behind Chelsea? So it shows how quickly everything changes. Absolutely mad. Sunday, there were three games. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, Burnley Fulham match was postponed. Uh, Leicester went away to Newcastle, 1-2-1. Uh, Lamppost Andy Carroll scored for uh, Newcastle. Leicester looked good. Leicester looking uh, very good. But you're always with Leicester. You're always waiting for that one poor home performance to just stop them in their tracks again. But um, they seem to be getting players back to full fitness. And if they can keep a full, fully fit team and maybe add one in a transfer window, they're going close. Not for the title. I think that's just beyond them this season. I would say comfortably uh, comfortably finishing top four if they do it correctly. Um, very good win for them. In the last game on the Sunday, we had Chelsea-Man City. Hey. <laughs> Chelsea got popped. Chelsea got absolutely popped. I missed the first was it 30 minutes and I was just hearing like City this, City that, City this. I was thinking, wow, like, what's going on? Like? What's going on with Chelsea? I thought when I saw Pulisic, uh, Werner and Ziyech, I thought they're going to cause City hella problems. But that wasn't the case at all. You know, City played what De Bruyne are up top at times and they were just finishing them. Like, ugh, mate, it was like a training match at times. And Frank will be Ultra disappointed. I've been using that word ultra too much today. Very disappointed, should I say. And thinking, what is going on? Like, Werner is just not doing it. Like, I don't know if anyone saw at the end when uh, Chelsea got the consolation, it was drilled across. And you thought, oh, Werner's going to get it. He didn't. Like, And there was also a stage where he went to take a corner and he hurt himself. I thought, no, no, no. You need to come out. He needs to come out of the team for a bit. He needs to, And then they need to put Giroud or Tammy up top. And then just let him sulk on the sideline and go, you see these men are scoring. Where's your goal? I want to see you scoring. Even if it's a case of, I think Gary Neville's, or Gary Neville or Jamie Carragher said, give him a penalty. No, sorry, it was Alan Shearer. Give him a penalty. If you get a penalty, let him take it. Let him get a goal. You know, even if you've got to put him in some some uh, light reserve games or something. 
because he needs confidence. He looks so strut of it. Him and Havertz, what com? How much were they combined? I think it was like a hundred and was a hundred and forty mil, about hundred and thirty something mil. Come on, you know you're expecting a lot more. I know people say give him time to bed in, but with that quality, you know what I mean. Come with the same energy that Nicolas Pepe was getting. Just saying. Um, City on the other hand, great win, um, and the performances seem to be getting better. And as I said earlier in one of the other podcasts the defence are looking a lot more solid even when they rotate Cancelo Walker or Zinchenko goes to the left instead of Mendy they still keep the middle two and Laporte's not even starting it's like Diaz and Stones and mate it's strong remember they still got Ake as well so they're looking all right man and I like the goalkeeper their understudy uh, Zach Stefan I think he he looks very competent decent I don't know if he'll be the long-term replacement for Edison but He's a good understudy, most definitely. And yeah, there was a stage where City brought on Mares, Fernandinho, and I thought, this this team here, like they look very good. Tonight they got the Carabao Cup semi-final. They'll be going for that. That's their cup. It's the Man City Cup. So they won't want to lose in that. And they seem to be on a decent run. And with the way Liverpool have been playing recently, man, City could easily just go by someone in January, a striker, and just attack all fronts and then go and take everything. Like that's what can happen. You know, Pep seems to be getting them flowing now, and he's got a winning formula in defence. So why change that? But um, I think, like in general, I'm interested to see what happens with these teams in the transfer window. What we've got another 25 days or so, or 24 days. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. And we all have a transfer window, but January seems to be the quiet one. But let's see anyway. Final game of the game week was Southampton at home to Liverpool. Liverpool again, no goal. I think that's no goal in about 258 minutes, or should I say three games? Um, I say three games, two and, a, two and three quarters of a game. I'm making that sound more complex than it should be. Uh, and Danny Ings scored a fantastic goal. I saw the goal and went, wow. You know, it's one of them where you think, did he actually mean it? But you watch him and it's like he just, before even looking up, He's off his line, bang, lobbed him. And Liverpool had their chances, but it was one of them where it was kind of one-sided at one stage, but Southampton seemed relatively comfortable at stages in terms of defending. There was a couple of last-ditch moments for them, but no, they did all right all in all. I think Trent had the most awful game I've ever seen him have. I think they said he lost possession 38 times in that match. Like, he just hasn't been the same for a while now. You know, we gave him all them accolades of, these assists and being in this team of the year and doing this and doing that. Listen, you can't live off that Barca corner for your life, you know. You need to do more than that. Um, but yeah, he's, he was awful. Uh, Liverpool having Fabinho and Henderson at the back, it don't work. One of them has to be in midfield. You know what I mean? I think they, more than anything, I think they need Hendo in midfield more than anything. Because we know Hendo brings that energy there, the drive, you know, when he does that... Um, no touch, bang, the ball's gone. Like, that ball goes over the top. They're, like, how Drinkwater used to do when he was at Leicester. Over the top, there goes Salah, there goes Mane. You know, Thiago, he was a right in midfield, but he needs one of them next to him for uh, for them to do well. And Klopp will be concerned, you know, their next league game at home to United. You know, and boy, they didn't expect United to be so close in the league. But, you know, after messing up in their last three games, because when you deep it, 
had Liverpool have won them three games, we wouldn't all be looking going, oh, you know, United in the title race and this and that, and the league wouldn't be looking so close. So Liverpool will only have themselves to blame. And City still have, I think it's two games in hand. So it's going to get a bit nervy over there on Merseyside, definitely. But they'll come good. They've got too much quality not to come good. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. And as, as I said, Old, um, Old Trafford, the game at Anfield will be a big, big game. Big game. Even without, is it without fans? So this whole, this whole uh, lockdown thing and fans here and all that blocked out. I think there's no fans. Yeah, even if it is, um, it'll be a great game regardless. I think uh, United will feel very confident going to this one. When you look at the back four of Liverpool, United will be thinking, you know what? We can do this. So, uh, and with Bruno, listen, a penalty is possible in any game. Klopp said it. Not me, I'm not taking the piss. Klopp said that. Um, but yeah, it's got some good games to look forward to. We've got FA Cup this weekend, which I always like to see, you know. I, I like to see these uh, smaller teams at home against these bigger teams and just causing shocks and muddy pitches and all that. That's what it's all about, you know. Then we get back to the real nitty-gritty of the Premiership next week. So... I think the first game the first game is on a Tuesday. So with that said, I'll do my post-match review after the last game of that game week. I'm not too sure. I think it's Thursday, the last one next week. So I'll do the post-match one on a Friday next week. Um, but yeah, hope everyone enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed the games of the last game week. I feel like with the transfer window open now, we're going to see all these little signings coming in. So the excitement is going to start building up. And then once that closes, we're going. You know what I mean? We've got a couple of months left in the league and we're going to see some more shocks. But at least we've got a title race this time. This time last season, we're looking going, right, it's already done. But at least we've got that to look forward to. For all you fantasy football lovers, I know I ain't mentioned it much this week. You know, I kind of got a spanked this week, you know, real good. And uh, people have been mocking me about it. So I didn't want to mention it too much. I'm still a bit sore and tender about that. But we're going to come good. And when I'm doing well, I'm coming on here. And as my motto goes in fantasy football, winning is everything to me. So when I lose, yeah, we don't even need to talk about that. But yeah, love you guys. Stay safe out there. Listen to Boris. And let's just look forward to the great weekend of football ahead. Peace. 